0: hey everyone and welcome to life the mind and other shit episode 19 i'm your host today paul smith and i'm joined by two of our wonderful coaches and co-team members samantha and adele
1: hi everyone samantha here so excited to be here for yet another episode Um, I'm looking forward to uh, both these people have to share, and uh, yeah, let's get into it.
2: Hi everyone, Natal here, nice to be here and looking forward to this topic, and it's going to be an interesting one.
0: Uh, it's good to be back with both of you on another podcast episode i think the last time we had an episode was the what do we label ourselves episode where we went quite deep so a different topic for us today it'll be interesting to see your takes on on what we think about this so today's question um i think a lot of people ask this to themselves as well is do we believe in love at first sight what do we think do you guys believe in love at first sight
1: So I'm kind of on the fence with this one. It's actually funny because I'm actually blushing while we're talking about it uh, while you've brought it up. I'm on the fence with this one because I would say that you know first impressions are extremely important but at the same time I think we judge people more on face value. We don't really know who they are when we first see them so I would say it's more of an attraction. It's more lust than anything than Actual love
2: at first sight. For me, how easy do you use the word love? Um, I think it, it's a it's a word that we easily throw around. If you go, you can't just love a person just by looking at them or just seeing them. And as Sam says, it comes to attraction, connection, and lust at first. So, I definitely don't believe that there
0: is love at first sight. Interesting views because I actually sit on the other end of the fence. So, I, I do actually believe that love, in first, love at first sight exists. Um, and I feel so. I, I don't say I don't think it doesn't exist, but I do believe in taking a second look. So I believe in love at first sight and I believe that we should always take a second look. And I'll go into that in a minute and I'll explain the reasons why. But I really like the point you mentioned there, Adele, in terms of um what do we mean by the word love and what we've thrown around. So how would you how would you define love? A question for both of you.
1: This is actually a fairly difficult one, I think this is different for every single person. Uh, I don't think everyone feels love the same way. But for me on a personal level, uh, in every moment that I've ever fallen in love with someone or that I've ever loved someone, whether it be family, friends, or someone romantically, it's when I could absolutely be myself and feel no judgment. And when I looked at them and despite their flaws, despite their imperfections, I just like being around them. That, that would be love defined for me. But like I say, I think it's different for everyone.
2: For me, it, it comes to that unconditional love. Like Sam mentioned, all their flaws, um, accepting for who they are and accepting yourself. And where does love start? It starts with you. If you don't love yourself, how can you share that love with someone else? Or how can you accept someone else's love? So it's a very deep, deep topic that we can go into. And for me, love has to be completely unconditional. Otherwise, it's half and it's not full, full love. And you can love a person, you can love an animal, you can love nature. Um... So it, it, it's for me, I would say how I experience or how I, I share love, is to co- it comes from within me. And there has to be that connection with the other person, the connection with nature, the connection with animals. And we, there's so many examples, but connection is a key point. If you don't have that connection, for me, you're never going to have that unconditional love.
0: some interesting views there um sam i like what you're saying about how you you know when you look at that person you just feel comfortable you feel yourself um you just feel relaxed around that and um i really resonate with what you're saying Adele, in terms of that unconditional love but for me i again i slightly disagree with that i honestly don't believe that love starts with ourselves i really don't like this concept of self-love i think it's something that's been built in kind of the personal growth world personal development world Um, And I see more often than not this concept of self-love turns people selfish. They don't understand the concept. For me, it's more self-care is important. But for me, love is not an inward motion. Love is always always an outward motion. We have to tap in and realize who we are, become our authentic selves so we can authentically love other people. So for me, it starts with authenticity. And the more authentic we are, the more we can love other people. I think that comes back to what Sam was saying as well. When we are around people we feel comfortable with, we can be authentic. So for example, this concept of self-care or self-love Um, or working on ourselves that inner work i i've loved people before i was on my personal growth journey um you know we we love our parents we love uh, people around us as we grow up as well not just romantic love we can love without this need to love ourselves you know when we're growing up and we're kids we have that unconditional love for our uh our parents our family our grandparents but it doesn't when we understand the concept of self-love we're not spending all this time taking care of ourselves we're just being who we are authentically and that's where that that love stems from so i've got a slightly different take on self-love um i I believe self-care is what is important and there's a limit (laughs) so because i do see a lot of people turn selfish when they go in that concept but for me you're going back to the question and i'll I'll share a personal story a little bit later on the podcast but when what really Makes me think that this such thing is, is love at first sight. And okay, it might not be sight, so it might not be with the eyes, but it would be for me. It's energy. And the question I want to ask you is: You're in a crowded room, whether it be a bar, whether it be in a street, whether it be somewhere where there's lots of people. Okay, lots of them are attractive, lots of them are good looking, whatever. Why does one person stand out to you? If you ever had that, why does one person in that place stand out to you?
1: I have one word and that's chemistry. So I remember a while ago I was reading up on this and they did a study. They took seven men and seven women and they put them in t-shirts for a week. They couldn't bathe or anything like that and then all of those t-shirts were placed into these containers and before you touch the container you had to make a list of what your ideal partner would be looks wise, hair colour, eye colour, build, so on and so forth. Then these people open these containers and they pick the T-shirt that they were most attracted to. And nine times out of ten, they pick the T-shirt that they were attracted to that actually went in line with, with their ideal partner. So for me, I would say a lot of it is chemistry. I think a lot of us forget that when we're in a room, no matter how much deodorant or cologne or anything that you put on yourself, you are continuously releasing pheromones. That's, that would be my take on it.
2: I, I go with energy because you, you pick a person's energy up. And for me, your energy transfers to your clothing. And I know you, you, you're coming with chemistry. Is it not more or less the same? Your energy is going into that, that garment and another person can pick that energy up. For me, you will connect with a person that's, that has got the same energy than you, it, it might be the way they move, it might be a connection that we can't see, but it, it's that energy that connects you to that one person.
0: Uh, chemistry, energy, um, yeah and I'm, I'm on the energy side of things, I honestly believe we can connect with people in in the strangest of ways that can't be explained i feel like we just get attracted to people's energy um you know or, or demeanor as well And um, but i don't know for me I've, I've always asked that question why is a certain you kind know, of girl stood out in crowds when i've not even been looking there's been times when i've just felt a girl past at times and it's just the energy without even looking with my eyes and then i don't know why i look up and then all of a sudden she's she's quite an attractive lady you know like there is i honestly feel like there's more to us than, than just Physical appearances and attractions. I think, you know, depending on the. If you want to get really deep and spiritual, the level that we're vibrating on, and if people are vibrating on the same frequencies, does that kind of instigate love at first sight as well? I don't know. Tell me um, or share with the the, view, the listeners, my um, viewers today, and the listeners' um, a story. If you want to, if you want to share of where you've fallen in love and how that happened. What's that journey? What does that look like? <laughs>
1: So, I, I, you know, I remember when I was younger, even in high school, you know, studying Romeo and Juliet and, and watching all of these films and so on and so forth. And you saw how these people would bump into other people and just, you know, fall in love in an instant. And it was definitely a fantasy of mine when I was a little girl. Um, yeah, there were moments as I got older where I did bump into people and I had one conversation with them. And for months, you know, they, they left an imprint on me, I'd have to say, you know, I, I really did think about them. One in particular guy, I, I don't know, it was actually a couple months ago, I had one conversation with them, wasn't even really in person, actually. And uh, yeah, I, have to, I wouldn't say it's love, though, I would say, I'm in love with that person, but it's not love. I always say that there's a difference between being in love and loving someone. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah, I would say that from that conversation, because for me, I'm very much attracted to intellectuals, conversation is what gets me going, not so much just seeing someone. Um, But yeah, I have been in that position where I've had one conversation with a person. And like I say, they leave an imprint or they linger for, for months after that. I don't stop thinking about them.
2: For me, and I think this is maybe also why I don't believe in love in first sight. Um, I think it comes to attraction. If I take my ex-husband, we we had that attraction and we we sort of just stay together for a period of time. And, you know, things went on and it went into a serious relationship and marriage and it ended up in divorce because we didn't actually know each other. Everything happened so fast. And I think if we took it longer, really getting to know each other before going too serious... We would never have even gotten there. Um because I know I would have said, "You know, you're not the person for me. You're not aligned with my values. You're not aligned with what I am." And for me, it's more attraction. Um, so I would say, get to know a person before you use that that word love. Um, because love is a deeper feeling. Attraction is there, connection is there, yes, but I think you really only start loving a person when you really get to know them so well.
1: I have a question for you, Adal, just out of curiosity, okay, I don't know if you were ever in this position, I have definitely been in this position, where this is where love is blind and where love at first sight kind of makes sense to me. Have you ever been with a guy and you're in a really vulnerable state? You know, you're crying, had a really terrible day. It could be a stranger, could be a friend of yours. And you really connect with them. And I know that vulnerability, love builds. Have you ever been in, in that situation at all?
2: It it depends on how you you, you turn that love. I've got a connection with with someone, and it's a deep connection. And it is love, but it's not the sense of romantic love, but it's a deep caring love. And being vulnerable, and the connection is there. Um, And I don't think it will ever... Go away. Um, it will. It will go stronger and deeper. Yes, but it's love in a different way. Um, I've got a friend that we have a deep connection with. That I have it. We, we really have a deep connection. We we best friends. Um, once again, as same as the other person, it's 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 love on a different level. Um, But definitely not romantic. Um, And it comes from a place where I was vulnerable. And um, you bought that connection. But you don't fall in love and say, oh, this is the one person for me. And this is what I want in my life. No. It's a stronger connection um, for me.
0: I think that was a really good question, Sam. And I think, you know, that's one thing we need to really distinguish in this podcast is, you know, the difference between love and attraction and and love and romance. Because, you know, I've I've got guys that I love like of the same sex, but there's not a romantic attraction there. We just have a really good connection and we get on really well. And you know, I I honestly feel like when you start to understand love and I believe love is something we be and i feel like when we're in that place of being love then we can love a lot of people around us and, and care for a lot of people around us and i think love is is all in the in the same way people think it's very different and to, you, you love your partner very differently to how you love your sister or your brother or you love your partner very different to how you love your parents but you know you love them the same and you be the same the thing that makes it different anything that makes it different is that romance and that intimacy is what makes a partner very different from everybody else you know you still enjoy spending time with those people that you love you love to be around them again sam it goes back to we you know i feel like the people that i really love is those that i can be authentic around those who i can just be myself i can feel comfortable i can there's that that feeling of love between us like it's just unconditional you care about that person you don't need things happen you have a deep connection. But there's no need for intimacy. There's no need for romance or anything like that. It's just that connection. And you can have that with many people. And I think where things start to get confused and thrown in there is through that um through romance and through intimacy, I think that messes things up and that's what really confuses people's minds. And this is why I really believe in in love at first sight in a different context, is I feel like you can get a deep connection with people like that. I really feel like just some people, if you're vibrating on the same level, you can get a deep connection with them like that. And if you're in that place where you'll be in love, you'll connect. And then you build up a strong relationship with them, whether it's romantic or not. But if you build that strong relationship, that that's kind of a bit of love at first sight. And it takes takes time to, to build that that level. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, I, like listening to you now, I can actually agree. I think I think what you mean is that love at first sight isn't in that first instant. It does take time. I I think, I think when we look at this, that whole saying of love at first sight, I think you need to look beneath the surface of it. It's not just, oh, I see this person, I'm automatically in love with them. So I I can automatically like, I agree with you there. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I I, I agree with Paul there. I think love can be found at first sight, you can connect with someone like that. But it doesn't happen in the first three seconds. It, it I, I don't know, maybe I'm just different, maybe I'm just full of shit, but I have never ever been with someone and in five minutes I'm like, I, I just want more of this person, I have to be around this person, I love this person I've never ever gone through that moment, for me on a personal level I've never experienced that For me
2: if if, if I look at what what Paul has said and what you've said, it's that energy, that instant connection that connects you to that person. And that takes time to build, and that's where the love comes in. So I would rather say that, I'm trying to find the right words, but that connection and that energy forms love. But it takes time to build.
0: And go deeper. Yeah, but that energy and that connection might be wrong. You know, You might be off, offline with your intuition, with your good. Um, and and that's why I mentioned earlier on about taking you know the second look. Um, so I believe it's there, and I believe it happens. Um, but it's all about taking, you know, that second look and it's not like, I'm not saying that, you know, it's love at first sight, you fall in love with that person, you have to tell them that you love them that day, next day. It's it's not like that. Um, I never used to believe in love at first sight or anything like that until, um, so I'll share a personal story until I, I, I met a girl in Madrid at kind of the back end of 2017. And then it just seemed you know, something happened that was just, you know, it was just weird and strange, like, The connection that i had with this girl um was just ridiculous like it's uh so and going back to what i was saying about the look looking and and energy like i was sat in a hostel with a beer and i was reading a book and i was quite engrossed with my book and the first time i seen her she walked past and i don't know i just felt her energy and looked up and she was a a very attractive girl and then um i went up to my room put the book away i went out to go go and grab a coffee And I seen her in the street, okay? She's in a busy street. I haven't spoken to this girl, nothing. She was in the street. She was taking a photo of um, part of Madrid. And I don't know what came over me. I've never done this before in my life. I didn't have any thoughts. There was no like anything in my way. I just walked up to her and asked her if she wanted a coffee in the middle of this street. (laughs) Never spoke to her before, never done anything. I just walked up to her. My mind, nothing entered my mind that she was gonna reject me, nothing like this. I don't know, something was just pulling me towards her. And I went and asked her for a coffee. She said yes. We went and had a coffee. And then we spent the next couple of days in Madrid together with a group of people. And we had some time on our own as well. We had a few dates. And we just built this huge connection in this three days. And, you know, I kind of explained what it was like that just pulled me. Like normally, if you're going to approach somebody, you have thoughts in your mind, oh, she might reject me. She'll write to this. And you don't know this girl. Something else back. There was none of that. I just, I don't know what it was, just pulled me towards her to ask her. We went for coffee, we exchanged numbers and we spent time together. And then we talked a lot when we came back, we got a bit of a romantic connection as well. We talked a lot when she went back to the States and I went back to the UK. And then she ended up, she's married now to a guy that she used to be with when she was younger. And I just feel so happy for her. Anything, like, it's just such a weird feeling that, you know, like normally if she went back and then she's getting with her ex-boyfriend. People can feel a bit like, oh my God, blah, 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 But I was just so happy for her. And anything that she does, that so I'm still connected with her on social media. And when I see her being happy, posting stuff, it just makes me feel good inside. It really makes me feel happy. And I only spent three days with her max. So for me, that was a it was a strange connection, strange energy that that happened in those three days that I, I can't really explain.
1: Yeah, like I've also had that as well. I think one of the big key signs for me when I really like someone is for me, first impressions are very important. And I immediately start to overthink. I start looking at the stupidest things, like my shoes, my nails, I start looking at all of that. And I really pay attention to what I'm saying, how I'm speaking, how I'm holding myself. And I can tell, maybe it is the energy, like you guys say, but I have met guys where I sit next to them, or or in the same area as them, and my shoulders immediately relax, and I just don't really care and I just start giggling and on myself and I say the first things that come into my head, usually I have a filter there, but I start saying the first things that come into my head, like that's the first sign for me. So I I totally understand that feeling that you're talking about Paul, where you just walked up to her, you didn't know what it was, because I've totally been in that position as well, where usually like with people, it takes a long time for me to be myself. I am going to be frank, like even with guys, especially with guys. It is it's very difficult for me. I often get rejected because I am quirky and I am weird and you know, <laughs> so I hide like behind certain filters and I find like when I meet these people and, and I really like them that their filter falls away. And I have also met people where at first sight we had this really deep connection and eventually we just drifted away and I see them now and I see them you know they've gotten married like you say Paul or they have kids or whatever the case may be and I still feel happy for them I still feel that connection for them like I actually want them to thrive it's not a oh you know I'm jealous or or I wish bad on them so I also feel like when we make those connections with people for the first Mm -hmm. time A lot of them are long-lasting and I think those are the ones that are just precious because you don't come across them often you know it's not often that you meet someone and 10 years later you bump into them and you're like wow I haven't seen you in years and you still feel that that wow that oomph that 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 boost of energy kind of thing so yeah that's my take on it
2: my take on it is, is still its connection it is it's your energies that aligned and you, are, you immediately feel comfortable. I mean, have you ever been in a position where you like pull away and you just don't align with someone's energy and you you just like, you know what, i keep you on a distance and same with you. So, as you say, I, I take long for people to to like really connect and to really get to know me well. Um, I keep people on Far away from me, I've got my walls up. Um but for me, and I, I like I love this story that Paula shared, is they had those three days, they had the, that connection and that energy that was shared. And to me, that that goes to unconditional love when you want that other person to be happy. You become selfless. And that's unconditional love, and that, that's friendships that will last forever. And sometimes for me that's more important, is having that friendship than having a relationship that, that can stop at any point in time. That, that for me is more, more important than any romantic thing, because those are your people that will stay with you for the rest of your life. And that to me is more important.
0: definitely because the, the question i have um you know is when we we love someone is it for life I, I honestly believe if you you actually genuinely fall in love with someone or you love someone it's for life whether you break up you stay together or what i, I honestly feel like that's a feeling that you have for life and it's because you've built that connection that's going to be long lasting and, and i feel like if you break up and you don't st- you know you know you don't want that person to be happy you don't have those feelings towards it happiness then I honestly believe that we don't genuinely love that person. So this girl from Madrid, Natalie, like, I never told her I love her. I never told her I fell in love with her. Um, But I I feel like I did. (laughs) You know what I mean? That connection was quite deep. But I don't know at what point that happened. Uh, It wasn't when I first saw her and asked her for a coffee. that Just the whole – when you look back and you reflect at the whole thing and you feel that connection, it's – yeah, it it just happens. But my question is – Do you feel like when you you actually love someone, it's, you love them for life?
1: I think you do. I think when you fall in love with something or someone, sorry, I think something happens within us. I think it it changes like, I I don't know. It just, it changes something. I've been in love countless times, (laughs) I have to say. And um, I bump into these people many years later And the moment I see them, even though some of them really hurt me, I'm hit by that sense again, those good memories, those good feelings that I had with them. And I I can sit with them and I can have a conversation with them. And I still feel that connection with them. I don't think those connections ever break. I think the whole thing of, oh, you need to fall out of love with someone. Sorry, but I think that's absolute bullshit, because I have never fallen out of love with someone that I've ever been in love with, I move on. Yes. um, But I never wish bad on them. And I can always say that, you know, I love them. And I think this is why it's so important to not just attach I love to everything. Because you want people to know that when you say it, it's genuine. And I'm one of those people, I've always said, you know, I'm not a hopeless romantic. I never need reassurance for anything. I'm not one of those people that you continuously have to tell me that you love me. You can tell me once and I'm content because I always say this to people. When you say that you love me, be genuine about it because then you only have to say it once. You only have to create that connection once and you never have to tell me again.
2: Sam, I like the last point that you brought up. Um, for me, actions is more important. Words can can mean anything. I can tell you once, I can tell you 10 times that I love you. But your actions, well, that person's actions, totally gives you a different perspective. Um, and that's important. I look at, at actions rather than words. That, that's for me more important. Um and coming back to falling out of a, out of love with a person, um, I slightly disagree. For me, there is instances where you can stop loving a person, and that comes from what their actions are. Um, I mean, I've been through, and I know Paul knows the story in depth, and they they just can't be love for that person anymore. I cut the person off. But there is no love. And it, it's repeated be- behavior that keeps on going. So I think there is times that you need to fall out of love with a person. And um not, that, that will be for your own good in the long run. Rather than keeping that love, and it, it's been abused. So I think there is times that you do fall out of, but there are those connections. that that will last forever um, with other people. Um, And that's what I said to you, that kind of love to me is more important than any sort of romantic type of love. And that's the real love that is going to last forever.
0: So I have to slightly disagree with you there, Adele. So I think I, I, I more lean towards Sam in terms of this fallout of love I think it's bullshit. I think if you genuinely love someone, you love them for life. What the correct term should be is you need to let go or break that attachment that you had. A difficult thing that people struggle to face, and I've been there myself, I've been in long-term relationships where I thought I loved someone, but I didn't. And it took me a long time to get come to the term to the fact that it was an attachment, it was never love, it was never genuine love, it was never... You know, I never loved that person. I was attached to that person. I was get, getting something from that person that I needed at that time. There wasn't, you know, it was, there was conditions, some kind of conditions attached to that love. Well, not loads of conditions, not loads of expectations, but when you dive deep and you do that inner work, there were some conditions attached to that relationship. And if there is a condition, then for me, it's not genuine love. When it's unconditional, you you will love that person. But for me it's breaking the attachment whatever that attachment is and not falling out of love um and you know and this is where that self-care is important um and you know really understanding who you are authentically so it's not about for me it's not about loving yourself it's about understanding who you are what your values are what your behaviours. because the more you understand you the more you do the work on you It's easier for you to love people and the people that you are going to attract through your love, that genuine, unconditional love, are going to be so much more aligned to you than if you've got these fake values. You don't know who you are. You're lost. You're confused. So for me, it's that the term should really be you need to find a way to break that attachment, because if you break up with someone and you genuinely love them, it shouldn't hurt so much. The more it hurts, I honestly believe the more it was attachment than it was love.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've gone through those breakups where it was, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't live without this person. I can't, I can't be Samantha without this person. And I realized that that was an attachment for me. And another thing that I agree with with you, Paul is, is changing. You know, for me, another thing that's very, very important, and I always say this to people is, if you fall in love with someone, or you say you love someone, you love them in that moment, the way they are, and who they are. I hate how, maybe hate is a strong word, but I dislike when people say that they love someone, and two or three years down the line, they expect them to change the way they fold their pants, or, or change the way they eat their food, or, you know, change the way they speak, or who they hang out with, because for me, that in that moment, in that second, when you said that you loved that person, you fell in love with them exactly the way they are. And the moment you expect them to change, for me, you know, it's it's not really love anymore. You know, th- I, that's just my personal opinion. If you expect someone to change, then that's it. And the other thing here, Adele, I don't know, I don't know what your opinion on this is. But for me, there's a huge difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. Because when I broke up with these people, I still loved them, but I was no longer in love with them, if that makes sense. So for me, that's how I see it. But I agree with Paul as well, that it's more of an attachment. And it's the attachment that we need to let go of. But the actual love, I don't think you should let go of it. I always say you should be grateful for it. Because... You know, there were days that you had good days with those that person where you made good memories, and why would you want to let go of those?
2: I'm coming from a different angle. Um, is If you look at what, what you mentioned, for instance, is you want that person to change. I was in the situation where that person... T- they're trying to change me and I had to change and for a long time I was lost because I lost my values I lost who I was and was I an attachment for that person rather than that and that's the angle I'm coming from so I let that go and it took me a long time to get there and um maybe I've, I've i've just cut it off but i don't feel like for well, that person anymore i don't feel anything to be honest um i just know that i found myself again and got to my values and I've built so many better connections now and deeper connections um in rebuilding myself and really understanding what love actually is than what was being shown to me, what did actually, from another viewpoint, to put it that way, if it makes sense.
0: Yeah, so I just want to go back to, to Sam's point, and I think it covers a couple of things you mentioned there, Adele, and it's just kind of a bit of an extension on what I, I said earlier on in the podcast in terms of how... You know, love is an outward motion, not an inward motion. In terms of, I don't want to go into the, the five love languages, but using love as a language for me, I want love is a, a language that goes outwards rather than inwards. And what I, I've been there myself through past relationships, and I, I see this all the time, but we tend to use those words, I love you, or going back to what Sam was saying, when you love that person in the moment, we tend to use the word I love you when that person has done something that makes us feel good. That person has done something, it makes us feel good. So we think that we love them. We say, I love you. And that again is an in, in inward motion. So you're receiving something and you think thinking this is though because you've got all those feelings that really make you feel good. I love this person because I haven't felt this good for a long time and nobody else makes me feel this way. But that's not love. That is you know, something you're getting that you're craving that you're not giving yourself. And that's what's going to start to create that attachment. And that's why down the line, people try and change people because they're, they're and, and why things aren't right. And because not genuine love, the genuine love is the opposite way around. It's I love this person. So what can I do for them? You get joy. You get good feelings for doing something for that person. And you can do you do it, you do it. And then, you know, things might break down. You know you might do a lot for this person people might take advantage of what you do might take you for granted and there's not no reciprocity and that can kind of fade away but you still love that person you just stop with the the effort and the stuff that you do for that person so for me it's it's love is a language that goes out and not something we receive
1: yeah i love that idea i think i think i'm actually guilty of doing that where You know, someone kept doing something for me and because it made me feel good, I did in that moment say that I loved them and kind of I shot myself in the foot because a couple months later, you realize uh, I actually don't. (laughs) So I I think, you know, especially when you're going to say something like that, I think you need to really take a step back. I know sometimes we do get in the moment and and sometimes, you know, you don't want to have this whole facade about it and you don't want to overthink it. But I think we really, really do need to sit and really think about how we feel about a person before we say something and think about, you know, the consequences of those actions. If you say, I love you to this person, I uh, you know, I have to be genuine about it and you're kind of making a commitment to them. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm not talking to, about anything like that. So you're kind of making commitment. You're kind of making a promise that no matter who you are, no matter what you do and, and no matter anything, I love you, you know, I'm going to be there for you because love has so much attached to it. It really does. Support, kindness, you know, all of that, being there for the nitty gritty shit. Love is not just love. It has so much more attached to it. So when you say you love someone, you're kind of making a small promise to them that no matter what happens, you're going to be there for them. And you seriously need to think about that before you say it
2: to someone. Sam, I think we're all guilty about that. Um, I know previously I was like, I won't say I wanted to receive it. I think I was always the person giving it um, unconditionally. And sometimes it wasn't really accepted. Um or taken for granted, as you mentioned also, and yes, be careful when you say those three words, I love you, from what context does it come, what is your intention by saying that, and that that's what I'm referring to lately, with a lot of things, I look at what I can be for someone, um, I'm steering away from I am, and If I say to you, I love you, I really do mean it, and I have the intention to just be there for you in any situation, accept you with all your flaws, all your mistakes, because that to me is that unconditional love.
0: So for me, and I know this is I've got a different view perspective when it comes to this, and, and I'm I'm open to be challenged, but if we need to have those words, I love you, and we're getting attached to the words that have been said by somebody else, then we need to do some inner work to why we're attached to that need to have those words. Because we're going back to love being unconditional and I, you know, I wanna give you this love. You know, I, For me, the words I love you, they mean nothing these days, they're just thrown around. It goes back to what you're saying earlier on. It's your actions. I I hate the fact that people feel forced and obliged to have to say I love you back if someone says it. It it just it isn't great. It's like you, you know, you might not be feeling that in that moment. It just why does it need to be expressed? For me, the best way you express things is through words. And I feel like the best way you can really feel and be in the moment of love is when no words are being said and you're just in that presence and you're connect, you're just connecting energies together. Um and i feel like you know there's you do a lot for people and, and people always want things i need this reciprocate i need this reciprocated but it's not love that we want reciprocated if you really understand love it's time and energy from the other person that we want reciprocated because if you're giving too much to that relationship if you're giving too much it's not i'm taking my love back i'm going to stop loving you it's i'm going to preserve my time i'm going to preserve my energy i'm not going to give you that because you're not giving it back and you're exhausting me. It's going back into, you know, for those who have read the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it goes back to that emotional bank account. You know, people, when you give in so much to people and you're not receiving anything back, they're withdrawn from your emotional bank account to the point where you're pretty much empty. And it's not the love that's stopped. So we have to distinguish between love, energy, and time. It's the energy and the time that you give that person. So for me, you go through a breakup, you separate from that person, you're just not giving them their time and energy. You're giving them their love, you're sending positive wishes. If you do meet again, you connect, they get your time and energy there and you're still loving them in the same way without that romance and all that sort of stuff and and that intimacy. But it's your time and energy that you're pulling away, not not your love. And I feel like if, and going back to the point I was trying to make is if if you're hearing that I love you and you become attached to that word and it becomes painful for me, I don't feel like love hurts. People say love hurts, love is a dangerous game love isn't attachment is your need and your desires to have things from other people and your attachment to other people for your happiness is what hurts it's that attachment it's that you're strangling yourself you're suffocating yourself by needing things from other people love doesn't hurt
1: yeah i have to agree with you there i i I don't think love should hurt at all you know (laughs) there's no such thing as bad love I'm sorry, I have never heard of bad love. Never, ever, ever in my life have I heard of it. I think all love is good and it, it, it shouldn't hurt. And like, I'm sorry about earlier, like the reason why I was getting like slightly emotional is because for me, I, like you say, Paul, people just throw this word around. And for me, it's so annoying. Like I said earlier, I don't need that continuous reassurance. A person can say it to me once and I'm content. If you're going to say it that once, make sure that you mean it. Make sure that it's genuine. Make sure that you understand what you're saying. Because for me, and and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in doing this. But f- for me, I always tend to take things slow. And when it does get to that point, and someone says that to me, my whole body gets ready. And it gets to that point of, okay, I can take this to the next step. Does that make sense? I don't know. It makes sense to me. But when someone says that to me, I go into the next level of our relationship. Up until then, like for me, I'm still one of those people that believes in exclusivity. I don't believe that you go on a few dates, and you're a boyfriend and girlfriend. Now, for me, you get to a point and then you're exclusive. Um, So yeah, that's why I was saying what I was saying. So for me, I just. But I agree with you, Paul, there's no such thing as bad love. I've never ever heard of it. I don't think it should hurt. And if it does hurt, it's not necessarily the love itself. You've got to question yourself, you've got to reflect and ask yourself what it is that's actually hurting. And I've always also said this is, you've got to be 100% of a person on your own. Before you get involved with someone else, because if you're only a 30% or 20 or 50, and you get involved with someone, then you are at risk of becoming attached to them because you cannot be by yourself.
2: I'm going to relate the word attachment to expectations. Are you putting expectations in place? You expect that person to give that and you you want that to receive it um, rather than using the word love and coming back to what Paul also said is that actions speaks louder than words it's what actions are you doing to show that person that you that you care that you love them and that for me is more important than the wording I love you because as I said earlier you can just say it and not actually mean it and the intention of saying it might have different you might have a different expectation why you're saying it and what you're going to receive from it. And also, what you said, Sam, being half a person, you're not going to get someone to come and complete you. That sentence that says, you complete me, to me is total shit. It's, it's bullshit. Um, Because you are your own person. You can not complete someone else and no one else can complete you. Rather, rather, Why don't you use what you have and build something bigger and better together um, with both energies?
0: So yeah, that, that I complete you, you know, it's, it's not good, but unfortunately, it happens. And whatever we think, it becomes a reality. So those people who say this person completes me, when they go through the breakup, they lose part of themselves. And that's when it becomes really, really painful. And that's when breakups become a real struggle is because you've literally, it's, when you say when you say those words, you've literally confirmed and cemented that attachment to that other person. And then when you go through a breakup, you're losing a big chunk and a big piece of your life and who you are as a person because you shaped yourself around that person. And that's where this grief and this really bad emotions and the depression and whatever you fall into comes from is because you've lost completely who you are because they're a big part of your life. And again, that's not love. And when you, when you understand love, breakups become easy, not easy. It's still a little bit difficult, but it becomes a lot easier because you know who you are, you know, who you can be by yourself and you can still love that person. It was genuine love. You can still love that person because you want that person to be happy. And if you're in a relationship that isn't working and people keep trying and trying and trying to make things better, like you're you're not doing any justice for yourselves. None of you are happy. If none of you are feeling happy in that relationship, you need to go your separate ways to let each other be happy. And that's true love, not attachment. And, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past. so I'm speaking from experience here. You know, I was in two, four year relationships. I was in a year and a half relationship and then I was in, you know, I, I, had a few small relationships and, and all that sort of stuff. And I've just had a, a recent year and a half relationship as well. So I'm coming from experience. And I, I was guilty at one point where I was engaged. We went through a bad breakup. It was really bad. And I jumped straight into another relationship just because part of me felt missing. And this girl filled that part of me. And that, for me, was not fair and hurt. At the time, I was coming from my own selfish needs, that need to have that hole filled, that the girl I was, I was in love with and, and was with left and i tried to fill that and i kept trying to fill that hole until i realized that i need to stop trying to fill that hole and i need to work on me and fill that hole myself and not get it from someone else because it wasn't fair on those other people those are the girls so I, i've learned this from experience like people always say you know when you break up you should jump in and, and just get into another relationship and, and move on and all that sort of stuff and you need to spend time on yourself and okay go out have a little bit of fun if you have connections with people have connections spend time with people but don't get attached don't get pulled don't fill up that hole that, that you've been left empty you need to fill that yourself
1: yeah I've been guilty of that as well we have jumped from one relationship to another and that for me is where that eighty twenty comes into play you know, the grass is greener on the other side but it actually really isn't when you get there. I've been in relationships where you know they left and I felt so lost and I was like you know I, I don't know what to do I don't know who to be and I meet a person and just because they made me feel good for a split second and I'm gonna be very honest here at some time sometimes it was just a guy really telling me that I was pretty and I would immediately feel a bit good. And it was a 20. It wasn't the 80 that I had. It's a 20. But because it gives me that relief in a second, I automatically attached to it and got involved in a relationship with that person. And I've actually come to the realization that I stopped doing that because a lot of the time when I do that, I'm actually settling terribly. I... I, I lose complete understanding of what my value actually is because I get into a relationship with someone who, and I'm not being cocky when I say this, but doesn't actually deserve my time. It's just because they made me feel good for a split second. So yeah, like I've definitely been in that position as well. and I've also been on the opposite end where I've like liked someone and I see them in a terrible relationship and I try really hard to help and stuff. And the moment they get out, I don't realize that I've created an attachment with them, but I get involved with them, even if it's just for one night, even if it's a one night stand. I've I've been on both sides of the spectrum. So, yeah, but I I have to say, like, I'm 26 now. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot. I'm sure I'm going to go through far more heartbreaks, but in the past five years, I've actually really, really learned a lot just by stepping back and and being myself one, always being myself, and realizing that shit, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. Don't cry over spilled milk, because I was born in 1995. And I'm sure that a lot of people had a lot of sex in the 80s and 90s. So it's like, like, I'm gonna run out of people (laughs) to connect with. So yeah,
2: For me, um, I don't believe in jumping into another relationship quickly. I've since my divorce not been involved much. Um, I've got friendships, and that's it. And it could be my walls that's up. Um, But I think you, I, I took time to really find myself after that, and really. Get to know myself and reestablish my values and my authenticity. And I think it would be hard for the next person to come in there and and having to accept who I am um, unless we're completely aligned. So for me, I won't say jump into the next relationships. Take your time. As I say, you. I don't like using the word you, but get to know yourself. Take care of yourself for a change and grow independent. And I I truly believe when the time is right, things will happen um, organically and automatically. And I also don't believe go out and search for something um, because you're going to find the wrong thing. Because, as Sam said, you just want that feel good, that, that you lift me up type type of scenario, and that is going to cause more harm for you in the long run.
0: So I'm just going to caveat that as well, because, you know, it it really depends on where you are as a person when you go through that breakup to how quick, you know, you move on. So you might not need to do that inner work with yourself. You know, if you've done all that inner work, you know who you are authentically, you then get into a relationship and you don't change yourself. You're still who you are authentically in that relationship. Things don't work and you separate and you're still yourself. You know, you didn't allow that person to build a, you know, create or fill a hole for you in that that place. You might be ready to move on, you know, in a couple of months time or whatever, but without searching for it, if it just comes to you, you might be in that place where it's fine because you know, you've got your independence. And, you know, when you look at relationships, we've talked about this previously, you've got people that are in the dependent stage where they're dependent on people. And that's where things get attachments form and things get bad. You've got people who are in that independent stage, but you can enter a relationship with two independent people and one of them falls back into the dependent stage. And then if one of them stays in the independent stage, when they separate, the one who becomes dependent is the one that's going to hurt because they have the attachment, the one that stays independent is it's going to be fine because they haven't lost their values they haven't changed they haven't become dependent on that person they haven't allowed that person to fill any holes so it's okay and remember what we should be informed in a relationship is that interdependency stage and that's when i feel like a relationship will last a long time is when both people can step into that interdependency where you're working together constantly as a team you know that exchange of energy and time is equal it's mutual you both have that genuine love for each other and you're not withdrawn from each other's emotional bank accounts you're both really putting in that time and effort because one thing we need to realize is every communication we have every relationship we have is an exchange of energy everything is an exchange of energy and if you're given too much, you're taking too much. It just becomes emotionally exhausting. And when you become emotionally exhausted, that's when you need to pull away. And you know, if you're, you will never get to that stage if both people are in that interdependency and they're both given equal time and energy to the relationship. The energy levels of both people, the emotion of both people, will stay at a high level.
1: Yeah, I can agree with you there. Actually, my recent relationship is one of these where it was just give, 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 give. And, you know, I wasn't really getting anything back. And um, the worst thing happened is not only did we drift, but I started feeling resentment. (laughs) You know, like they leave their pants on the floor. And it pisses you off. Like, I, so I've been in that position. So I totally agree. Like, I, I think, I think you should all you should be and I think you should be independent people as well. Like a lot of people think that when you get into relationships, your whole life needs to be intertwined and you need to do everything together. And I totally disagree with that. I feel like you should be two individuals. Yes, you share some things together, but at the same time, you should do different things. A great example of this for me is, you know, when you go to a party with a few friends and you should be able to not hold on to each other's hands the whole time, she should be able to go her way. He should be able to go his way. And you can socialize with different people. Like that for me, that for me, when, when I can reach that point in a relationship, that's when I know I've made it because we, we are working together to build it, to make it work. But at the same time, we are still our own two people. And we can survive on our own. We don't need the other one there continuously to hold our hands.
0: So I just want to jump in there. So that's a a lesson for anybody who dates Sam in the future. Do not leave your pants on the floor.
1: (laughs) With the belt in it. That just makes it worse, okay? With the belt in it, the worst thing in the world.
2: I just have to say, Sam, thank you for the warning for everyone that is looking to date you. so you will attract the right energy now. People will know not to leave their pants on the floor with belts in you know? it. Don't forget about people because you might step on the thingy that hurts you. Um you see, um, yeah, okay. Fun sight. Um, I actually now lost my train of thought. Thank you guys. Um I've completely lost it. Thank you for the belt, Sam, and the pants. Um I can't remember. Paul, what I wanted Paul is to say. talking
1: about Paul is talking about people being uh, dependent on each other and about people being, you know, in that oh, interdependent okay. part. You got it? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh
2: um, for me, uh, it, it actually goes to what you said, Sam, by going um, at a party your separate ways and mingling. Is that not where trust comes in? Um, because if you're not gonna trust that person, you're gonna be want to stick to that person's side all the time because you scared something's gonna happen or he's gonna or he or she might like see someone else and fall for someone else. Um, so for me that that that's trust and it it goes back to that unconditional. And I think yes, you have to be independent from each other, but yet together. Um and building and sharing that energy. You have to give. What what you want to receive, you have to be able to give.
0: Yeah, I think trust plays a part in that. And I also think another part is you've, when you see those dynamics and if you see couples always together, one of them is just super dependent. And they'll always just follow along wherever that other partner goes, and they, because they don't know how to go off and and separate with other people, and that could be a mix of different reasons as well. You know, you've got to watch out for you know that that if you see that happen, that could be a sign of a controlling relationship as well. Where one party is controlling the other and trying to pull out of the person to constantly be by their side, which again would fall down to trust Adele. So you know, in group dynamics, but you're definitely it's a great example, Sam, of interdependency. You know, you can go there, be your own people, have you, have your chats together, have your chats separate all night, and then go away and, and rekindle at the end of the night. Um, you know, it's a perfect example of a, of a good couple in in group dynamics. So some really good discussions today some really good points some really good tips for anybody who wants to date sam as well so uh, we're putting the ad out today <laughs> sorry i'm just messing about with you um but just to bring the discussion to a bit of a close um do we believe in love at first sight just in a couple of words
1: so i would say that yes i do but I do not think that it happens in the first three seconds. I think you meet someone and you have that connection and over time it builds into love. Uh, One thing that I do want to say is that you are going to be attracted to someone in the room and they are going to reject you. But do not take it as rejection, take it as redirection. If someone rejects you, it is not because you know, you're a bad person, or you're not attractive, or whatever the case may be. I think it's more that they're just not meant for you. (laughs) So if you don't find love at first sight. uh, Yeah, and at the same time, like, I I do want to say this, you know, enjoy yourself. I think a lot of us go to clubs and go to stuff like that and we're single, been single for a long time and we have that expectancy that we're going to find love. Don't. Just enjoy yourself. If you connect with someone for one night or you connect for the, with them for five years or your whole life, doesn't matter. Just embrace it and enjoy it while it lasts. But, yeah, I would say that love can be found at first
2: sight. I I, I still think... Connection and and energy connects on, the, on that deeper level, and from that love bolts. I won't say it's like totally at, at first sight, but it comes from that deep connection you have with that person, and then the love stems from that. And um, Sam, like you say, if you've been you've been single for a long time and you go out, don't go out and search for love let it come to you, at the right time, and that will be beautiful.
0: Yeah, some great words, but going back for me is love is not something we find love is something we be and we understand that concept and we be love you will attract a lot of great and beautiful relationships into your life not just romantically but in terms of friends in terms of people to support you your circle will just be filled with love so learn to be love not to find love it is my words and does love um happen at first sight well if you be love then them deep connections are going to happen a lot quicker a lot sooner and they're going to be deeper with people you're going to connect with the right people so I think deep connections happen at first sight first connection um but I feel like you need to be in that state where you be love and you're not find, trying to find love and that's when it'll happen so um if you're tuning in if you listen to this we'd love to hear your views your stories if you got any stories of where you fell in love at first sight um or how you fell in love in the past and what your thoughts are on this question please share it and um, our email address you can drop in the comments box below if you're listening to this on anchor or in our community drop it below and we can connect with you there um or you can drop us an email at the hub at coachingminds.co.uk that's the hub at coachingminds.co.uk we can get you on a webinar we can go into this deeper have a detailed discussion with you maybe you want to write something up and we can publish it on our website that's completely fine too we'd love to hear your views and whether you think love um it, it does love at first that site exist um, and if you'd like to connect with Adele and Sam in more detail you can join us in the hub the link is on anchor so follow us in our hub see their coaching pods and you can connect with them in there so a huge thank you Sam and Adele Um really good discussion today really enjoyed it some really good points and takeaways for anybody who who listens so thank you